right, there you have it, a rare recording of Sweet Caroline. You can forget about Jesus for my money. Neil Diamond will always be king of the Jews. Welcome to the Godzilla Pod War Hour. Uh, my name is Michael Kelly. I'm here this this fine day uh, with Nathan Bear, as always. Nate, how you doing? I am, I am offended in so many ways, Mike, but uh, my love for you uh, is what brings me back to this table and to this microphone every week. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, joining us today, uh, esteemed film you know, aficionado and a man who has has brought so much to the table, and we're very glad he's here this week, Mr. Brian Smith. Sir, uh, it's an honor having you here, and thank you. for. He's here from Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. He traveled from Chicago, Illinois, so let's, you know, make him feel welcome and, um, you know, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> also... This is pretty amazing. Uh, a gentleman. I, 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 okay. Gentleman? The, the, the full story, I think, should be told. I work at a movie theater. A few weeks ago, uh, I was talking with some of my fellow co-workers. We were talking about podcasts and how the people who host them start off as normal people that slowly become uh, crazed egomaniacs. Like Batman. Exactly. And... Um, and then I was like, haha, just kidding. You know, I actually like uh, Kevin Smith podcast and a couple other things. And uh, how did this get made and things like that. And uh, one of the people I was working with was like, I also really like um, the Godzilla Pod War Hour. And I was like, well, I host that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh, he was like, what? And then from there, the, you know... The, the machinery was put in motion to have him as a as a guest host. So, without further introduction, my coworker and listener of the show, and now yes. co-host uh, guest host uh, Christoph Bacon. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, this is where all the magic happens. Yeah, still a little unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. and like interactive, you're like living the dream. Right yeah, now. yeah. It's actually crazy that I'm up here with you guys after listening to it, like. At night, if I'm, like, in the room with my girlfriend, she's, like, sleep, right? And I'm, like, up 2 o'clock in the morning just listening to her. She's, like, will you turn that off or will you get, like, headphones or something? I'm, like, okay, I got something for you. I pull out the Beats headphones, right? I mean, not the earbuds, but the headphones. Laying in bed just listening to it, right? I know that sounds pretty weird. But now, being up here with you guys, even weird. I don't think it's weird that you're laying in bed uh, picturing me. I don't think that's... I mean, that's natural. Don't... What it sounds like, Mr. Bacon, is that you appreciate good oral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have wonderful yeah. oral abilities that you can appreciate in bed at night with the night lights turned out, yeah. you know, and that's good. I like the lights on, though. What? Yeah, lights on. Keep the lights on. I mean, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Makes us feel a lot more special. I mean, it's less intimate, but, uh, yeah. yeah. You feel, <laughs> the thing is, you feel connected, you know, to us, and, and. And we to you. So that's what we're trying to do here. It's a community. It, much like the Juggalos, it's about family, you know? <laughs> exactly like the Juggalos. Oh, give me a home where the Juggalos roam. Yeah, it's called the Gathering of the Juggalos in beautiful Pontiac, Michigan. Get yourself some ruby red Fago. <laughs> right. You, I sense that you kind of want to talk about the insane cloud posse and Juggalos for a while, so... Go for it. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Agreed. Godzilla against Mecha Godzilla. Yes, uh, 2002. Um, unfortunately, for all you know, uh, 
purposes, this was just supposed to be another standard entry into the series. This time adding into account the uh, Mothra, uh, the original Mothra of 1960, and uh, War of the Gargantuans uh, from the late 60s. Um, so that that comes into play into the plot, but this uh, is a return of Godzilla to this universe, mm-hmm. to this specific universe. Um, so... With the early 2000s, they have been doing this over again. You know, Godzilla, this is, oh, Godzilla's coming back for the first time since 1954. And they've been doing some really creative things with it, but I think with this, we have the most well-balanced film of the Millennium series. Um, Just the time, the pacing, the characterization, uh, and and how they blend all those together. Yeah. Yeah. I thought there was a lot less dead time in this one. And there's still a lot of character stuff. There's a, a lot of stuff without any of the monsters. And in movies past, that's been the time to fall asleep or take short naps, controlled naps. Um, but it's all pretty good in this movie. Like strange little things happen or there's little character quirks or there's attempts at humor, which is you know admirable. And um, some of it's actually kind of funny and... I don't know. Uh, this is just a solid overall entry and uh, very watchable. You can show it to, to normal people and it will keep their interest. Kristoff, uh, yeah. Mr. Bacon. Yes. I don't know. Do you think it's, a, it's a pretty good one? I, mean, I think I think that it's uh, better than a few that were uh, targeted more at kids. Um, I think this is the best out of the uh, Mechagodzilla movies. Um I don't know. I actually, I actually think that uh, this Mechagodzilla was better than the last, what, two? Why has it been three? This is the third one. Third design. The third design. This is design from 1974, and the design from 1995, and then this one from 2002. I like this one better because it resembles Dragon Zord in Power Rangers. Tommy, Tommy the Green Ranger's Dragon Zord. The Green Ranger. Coincidentally, uh, Mechagodzilla in this film is uh, commonly referred to as Kiru, which... Kiro. Kiro? Kiro? R-Y-O. R-Y-O, Kiro, which, uh, according to several sources, says refers to a mecha dragon or a old time Elect- dragon? Electronic dragon, basically. Ele- electronic mm-hmm. dragon? Yes. But, Okay. Well, so that that was done in an attempt to separate it from the previous Mechagodzilla. So while they do call it a Mechagodzilla, they, the, its specific name is Kiru. And uh, what oh. separates it, Kiro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mister, I know Japanese. <laughs> All right. Did, every, did everyone watch the uh, American dubbed version? Or did no. anyone watch the Japanese version? Japanese. Uh, Japanese. Japanese. I did see the. I have the the dual DVD with where it's both, but not really caring for English dub after a while. Like the '60s ones were okay because you have the the professional dubbers doing this right. stuff and they can make it seem seamless. But after the when the '90s came around, it just felt like anybody they could find yeah. to dub. Yeah. It, all, it all fell apart. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but. As you were saying, oh shit! It is Kiru. Ah, Aha. we're still pronouncing it incorrectly. <laughs> Kiru, Kiru, yes, Kiru, R Y U, Kiru. 
We call it Kiru here. <laughs> <laughs> if you must, then Kiryu. This is the sauce. Kiryu? Kiryu. Kiryu. You know, I love that sauce. It goes really good on barbecue. Kiru barbecue, as we call it. In our so, so I'll just think of a kangaroo version of the fighter from Street Fighter 2. So, Ryu, Kiryu. Yeah, well, I'll I, do that. Yeah, I, had a, I had a classmate called um, Ryuho. Everyone called him Ryuho. That's the only way they could pronounce it. Other, all the professors would just be, when he said it, they just thought he was saying, like, Ju or Jew or something. Juho. 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 Which aren't even allowed on the show. So, <laughs> hey yo. I do not endorse whatever just happened. <laughs> Direct all of your hate mail towards. No. Um. um as so, you were saying about the dub version. Uh, yeah, the guys dubbing the voices sound like, you know, voice actors from Family Guy. It's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not very good. But uh, yeah, that's that's one aspect of it. Um, there are significant steps forward in this one. I, I think since they're kind of bringing back specifically Mothra and War of the Gargantuas has happened, but apparently nothing else. Like and they show footage yeah. from those movies. It seems like they're trying really hard to have those color palettes, and like that's the overall. Yeah. Like they're trying to make it a se- one seamless like color design. So like it seems a little bit more muted mm-hmm. then, and there's a lot more like, kind of uh, blue or, or gray tones. Does it make any sense? Well, yeah, because of the color temperature of the film stock from the 60s. So just to make it look like that footage is just as real as the footage. you know. So that way when we see Mechagodzilla uh, and Godzilla fight at the end, it and then that juxtaposed to the footage of Mothra, it doesn't look like, hey, that was clearly filmed, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. It was the conscientious decision to be to go back to really go back to the if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah. like let's ignore uh, everything that's come before with the exception of the music from Godzilla versus Megaguirus which comes back yeah that theme I think uh, but it's the orchestration is better and more appropriately used I think just the way Godzilla is presented you know he's back to being uh, you know this is a large beast behemoth. You know, he's got weight to it. Mechagodzilla has weight to it. It just, it all, it, it feels uh, touchable. Uh, not that you'd want to actually touch a Godzilla, but <laughs> if you could, it, it, theoretically, I'm not making any sense. Uh, the point is, <laughs> Mike. What? <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Christoph, back to you, buddy. You know, I like this series because it presents Godzilla as being a more terrorizing figure. Instead of the lovable kids, like I hated that about the past Godzilla's, where he had like this connection with children, and the kids felt like, oh well, like like there's, I hate that. Yeah, I hate the kids' connection. Like just go in there, fuck shit up, <laughs> kill as many Japanese as you can. <laughs> okay. There were actually a few specific lines in the movie, like bring take your children to safety. Yeah, there should yeah. be no safety for children. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see children. Yeah. But they actually went out of their way to imply that children were going to die. But did children die? 
know. Well, uh, I think it's impli- I, I think the fact is that there was actual implication. Like, and th- th- that was another thing taken from the previous film, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, All Out Attack, is the fact that there is actual death. Like, death occurs. Like, nobody is safe. People are going to die. You know, this it movie is. movie starts off with death. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's another point. In Godzilla vs. Megaguirus, as we mentioned in that episode, we have a similar arc. It's a female protagonist who has inadvertently caused someone to die. In this one, it isn't truly her fault. It was a mistake. Where in Godzilla vs. Megaguirus, it was negligence. Like, bold negligence that caused that character's commander to die. And and both films, we've mentioned this before, but both films are directed by uh, Tezuka. So I guess he just became a much better director in the in the year betwixt the two films. Yeah, I mean, all directors need to grow. Not every director, you know, is good from, you know, movie one. Or some directors are great at first and then... They fall off and then they come back. Kurosawa, if I haven't mentioned before, his first film was amazing, but like like three films after that, really subpar. Like that, you can kind of see where things are going, but it really isn't until like I don't know, No Regrets for Our Youth or Drunken Angel. Maybe Drunken Angel is like where he truly gets his film, you know, his filming wings. Right. Um, so I, I think. It's a good thing that unlike with uh, what, with Hedera, where they just, you know, oh, this is terrible, we're never going to let you direct again, you're fired, we're never going to talk to you, you know, have fun with life. Whereas in, with this, it's like, okay, we're going to put you on break, it made money, so but now we're going to let you try it again, do it better. talking about we are talking about miss akani yashiro who is a maser cannon uh, driver pilot uh for uh the anti-megagurus force uh or megalodon force excuse me anti-megalodon force which uh, according to uh 
documentary-like uh, titles uh, was formed in the mid or late '60s uh, to combat uh, giant monsters that threatened Japan, and it even gives us a number that there are like what four thousand seven hundred and five members, oddly specific amount. <laughs> yeah. It's almost as if... Like, way too many. Yeah. <laughs> way too many. Basically, so, ju- just to make sure they have enough cannon fodder. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's all a show, folks. But, um... So, uh, they are attacked by... Uh, Japan is attacked by a monster. Uh, and, uh, Miss Akane is uh, sent with her major cannon, and as well as uh, other defense forces, tanks, and what have you, to meet this monster. Uh, It is later revealed that it is Godzilla. And while they are attacking Godzilla, uh, and of course losing ground, because Godzilla cannot be destroyed by uh, weapons made by man, uh, her Mazer tank uh, runs into a command vehicle which falls off, carrying, I believe, what, six? Six fellow members in, and that truck is immediately crushed by Godzilla. So it's pretty horrific, I might yeah. add, because they like they really show up like, oh, God, now! And like the, the foot coming down on them and they flash back to it three times yeah. during the movie. And it's just sort of like just so you know it's a harsh. bit excessive. Yeah. Um, you yeah. did this to us. So, yeah, Connie's pretty shooken up and she gets. She actually gets reprimanded this time. She's not promoted yeah. like in uh, Megagirus. She's actually forced to become a librarian. Yeah. It's like, uh, unlike in Megagirus, where it was, wow, you you, you basically caused the death you of slaughtered your, your commanding your, your officer. Commanding officer yeah. We're going we're gonna to give you his job. That's yeah. what we do with scumbags like you. Yeah, instead of putting her in charge of the Dimension Tide project, they uh, make her a fucking librarian. Uh, no offense to librarians, it's a uh, you know, it's a definitely noble trade. And I just got my library card yesterday, from the DC Public Library. So kudos to everyone involved. But again, uh, not as sexy as being a Mazer Cannon operator, you know, especially when you got megalodons running around. Yeah. You know, so like uh, she's in turmoil. She's got something to fight for, and so we, as an audience member, have something to actually care about. Yeah, or we can if we choose to. <laughs> if <laughs> Before we, we didn't care about the tiny little Japanese people no. running around. Certainly not. No, they weren't people. Christoph, want to chime in? I actually don't care for any of the humans in this film. Yeah, I just want to see everyone get stepped on. Yeah, yeah. Houses destroyed. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about a Godzilla film. Ever since I was six years old. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I love. I love that. Yeah, it's good. I mean, that sounds bad, but oh, I feel it's... like the film is much more better when you see. People getting killed instead of conversation, and yeah. Wasn't well, who was the the uh, what was the name of the annoying little girl? Uh, Sarah. 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 Yeah, Sarah was super annoying. She just sat there with her little plant for like. The entire movie sitting. At, why was she even there? Yeah, like who? Are yeah, she was watching people die. Why not like... get her a fucking babysitter? <laughs> Don't they have babysitters Look, in Japan? Her father is a scientist, Tokamitsu. I mean, she he... says an inspiring line, which brings Akane back to uh, like 
the light side. Everything yeah, needs to live. There's no, some, go kill Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, there's some awesome stuff going on with Sarah and Akane that I want to talk about a little bit later. Oh, boy. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, yeah. Um, well, so... Uh, stuff uh, happens. Akane has been demoted. We know that. But now the government... This is, you know, the, the parallel storylines. The government is facing the fact that Godzilla has returned. And uh, the Prime Minister, the first Prime Minister, played by... Uh, a woman. Kumi Muzano. Muzano. <laughs> not uh, just any woman. Yeah, We're not just We're talking about the island girl from Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster. Yes. Uh, you know, kaiju movie veteran, uh, as well as, I believe, a, a model as well. Yeah. I believe. Um, but just, uh, you know, so we've got a veteran actor playing the Prime Minister who uh, shows us via flashback, very beautiful flashbacks, uh, that Mothra and uh, the Gigant, Gigant, Gargantuans had attacked previously, and how, you know, as we know before, Godzilla was only destroyed by the Oxygen Destroyer. They don't have an Oxygen Destroyer. They don't know how to obtain. It was a, too fascinating of a weapon, of a, of a compound to come up with again. So um, they have to find an alternative. So, and this is where it's getting gets really juicy is the fact that they decide to make a mecha godzilla now that's the part that angers me but you see <laughs> in, in the 90s version they do the same th- basically the same thing but in this they use the bones of the original oh, godzilla God. it to me because this ad this adds something that was in destroya but the the idea that godzilla the new godzilla mm-hmm. is fighting a previous Godzilla, so, in a sense. at this point, it's revealed that this is they're incorporating everything that happened in the 1954 Godzilla up into up until the uh, skeleton vaporized on screen. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> clearly vaporized. That skeleton yeah. did not survive. Yeah, but I guess in this retelling or whatever, skeleton was fine, uh, or maybe it re put itself back together or something. I don't know. But in the 54 movie, there's nothing left. Yeah. But uh, aside from that, the plan works fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just find the bones, which they do. Yeah. You'd think someone would have found them by now uh, in under 50 years. You know, it would have taken less time than half a century to find the Godzilla bones. It seems like you guys were upset by the construction of a Mega Godzilla. I was very. I was not. I was not. <laughs> I was not angry that. Um... That it was created, I was angry how it was created, and this bullshit scheme. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're setting yourself Why? up. Yeah, because that's the way pulp structure works. <laughs> that that that's the beauty of pulp structure. Well, well fact- wait, now wait a minute. Oh, no, 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 no. Talk. Okay. No. No. What, what, what do you want to say? Get it out. Just what else? Why? Why? I mean, why not? No. Well, think about what they did. They got this this the scientist who like combines the whatever bullshit with the no like he makes a RoboCop trilobite. Well, yeah, I know he does, but yeah, he some pseudoscience where he uses like DNA computers, magic, and yeah, DNA instead of binary computers with a one and zero command, you've got DNA computers with the uh, but. Why did it need, why did they need its, its DNA? Why did they need to give it a brain yeah, if it was fucking remote controlled? 
<laughs> and then they were surprised when the remote controls went out. It's like, well, you gave it a brain and you expected it to stay remote controlled? It's yes. a metaphor. No, no, no. You no, don't no, need, no, no, you no, don't no, need a brain if you're controlling it. It's like giving a a freaking, um, what do you call it? Like a, a remote control car. Um, <laughs> like giving it sentience. So, so <laughs> why? It just You're driving it and then, oh, you know. Seems like they weren't planning ahead. Yeah. Why would you implant a, a brain into a remote control device? It makes n- absolutely no sense yeah. to me. Seems like, and they yeah, didn't they need the DNA up. to build the body because no. the body was made out of metal. Yeah, it wasn't really organic. The skeleton really just sold. <laughs> just was the, just like a the DNA brain, yeah, the yeah. DNA computer. That was a little confusing. As to, I mean, were they because it was just yeah? Because well, they using the for, bone to tap into the I, original I, Godzilla's DNA. No, they needed a they needed a computer for it. Inexplicable. Inexplicably, but <laughs> look, just looking at this from a pulp standpoint, this is where I defend it. I I agree with what you're saying. It is stupid, but from a pulp storytelling standpoint, it's, awesome. it's the idea. <laughs> it, it, it's the idea, the fact that Godzilla is fighting basically itself. Remember how Godzilla versus Destroyer was originally going to be Godzilla versus the Ghost of Godzilla. Yeah, this is basically that. But instead of having to watch Godzilla fight a ghost, we actually see it fight a Mecha Godzilla. That is in itself a form of ghost, ghost in the shell type of ghost, but a ghost nonetheless. And that's why it doesn't work. And as and always, Akame is responsible for people's deaths. Yes. <laughs> Again. Well, not really. Yeah. Well, I mean, blamed for it. Blame for it. Uh, or, you know, every time something goes wrong, it's, my brother died. You saved my life. I still hate you. It isn't until she saves that guy's life. What? Hi- Hayama? I, I think it's about the I mean, fifth time he saved her life. Why he saved her life? Why, yeah, why, why he saved his life. Sorry. Why she saved his yes, life. Like, yeah. Hayama? That guy. Yes, him. Ass guy with brother that got stepped on. Yeah. <laughs> brother of Godzilla stepped on that guy. It's amazing how much of this plot was reused in Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like, the first act is basically the first act of Pacific Rim, complete with the asshole guy who's like, you got my teammate killed, now you're gonna get us all killed, <laughs> asshole. Take a walk. Or whatever. <laughs> like, it's pretty much beat for beat. Yeah, but Pacific Rim had Idris Elba. I can tell you, uh, Sarah's, uh, the, the stupid girl, Sarah's, uh, opinion on this. And she's like, why not bring mommy back? Why Godzilla? Well, it's because mommy can't fight Godzilla. Yeah. You know, so that's, uh, she does say that in the, in the dubbed version. So Uh, they bring back, uh, Akane, right? And, uh, put her, she's the pilot of the AC-3 White Heron. Yes. She's a spacecraft and also a remote control for Mechagodzilla. Yeah, unlike previous Mechagodzillas, which could just go anywhere willy-nilly because they were either uh, made by people from the third planet of the black hole or they were made by uh, the High Psy series, which, <laughs> you just... know, fly, yeah, sure. Wait, what's that? Um, Jetpack, yeah. We'll, we'll make it work. Uh, this Kiru actually has some weight to it and needs to be lifted by two airplanes, pl- or two specialized herons, uh, as well as one in reserve. Um, so they train for about a year. So this is 2002. 
And after a long montage has been complete in the bright future of 2003, mm-hmm. uh, Godzilla comes back. And they have, uh, they fortunately now have Kiru. Hi? No. <laughs> Kairu? There's a Y in there. Kiru. Ki. Ki. Ku. Du. Just say Kiryu. Kiryu. There you go. Kiryu. Let's say faster. Kiryu. Uh, Kiryu. <laughs> I'm going to Kiryu. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it like an American. Kiryu. Kiryu. Uh, go. Or not. Kiryu. Kiryu. Uh, <laughs> that's all they say in the dub version. Kiryu. Uh... <laughs> Kiru sauce. <laughs> Kiru is then sent to Wait, fight they, Godzilla. They show him off first at a press well, conference yes, where, where they he use has the absolute zero gun. The absolute zero gun. Gun. Absolute zero gun, which when it fires at an opponent or a target. That's the other thing that pissed me off. <sighs> you just don't like anything. <laughs> when it fires at an opponent and when the projectile hits that object or being or whatever, it instantly reduces them to negative 250 degrees Celsius or Fahrenheit, whatever. Whichever one's the Which is so one. cold that even... What, are you talking about absolute zero? Yeah, yeah. How, oh. how cold is absolute zero, Brian? It's the coldest it can be. That's why it's called absolute zero, which nothing moves. There's no molecular movement. Yes. And they've never achieved it. By the Hydrogen way. doesn't even move at absolute zero. Yeah. That's like the simplest you can it's, get. So absolute zero is still theoretical. Because they've never seen it happen. But, but fucking Godzilla can. <laughs> of course it's Godzilla. <laughs> and also, can we just, uh, can I just like say that like missiles and shit are being thrown at him and it's just like they don't even like, like give him a scratch, but yeah. Mechagodzilla can stab him. Well, this, this, it's really this easy. Sword to... is very sharp. Well, yeah, but, like Benny Hanna. I think <laughs> they like... sharpened it for five years, four years. Sorry, I think something moving years. at high speed, crashing into some, some organic creature, would do more damage than like a sharp, pointy thing. Well, if we're going to get into physics, uh, knees and joints of this nature would not work in anything over the size of a, you know, superosaurus. And Godzilla's at least twice that size. Logic starts to break down real quick. Real quick. (laughs) I think just with the name Godzilla, logic is just, yeah. (laughs) Just to sit back and stop crying. Um, God, I hate that little girl. (laughs) I think we all do. She didn't even do anything. She's convinced her mother is inside of a plant. Well, every... She's going to end up in a loony bin. Her mom might be inside that plant. I don't know. I think her mom has a better chance of being in that plant than, uh, than the high <laughs> size the series. Absolute, absolute zero. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, they've got the absolute zero gun, and their plan is to fire it at Godzilla, and you know, absolute la vista, yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah. Ice to meet you. <laughs> I, yeah, Kira's gonna be ice to see you, Godzilla, <laughs> and fire it, and Godzilla will be like, and then you know, shatter. Right? Yeah. That's their plan. That's the in plan. Theory. So they bring Kiru via Heron, uh, and then uh, they fly over a baseball field, which uh, 
famous baseball player, uh, Mr. Takahashi uh, Murata, who is an actual baseball player whose nickname is Godzilla, appears, hits a home run, and uh, then saves a bunch of children. (laughs) He saves the children. Yeah. That's quick. Better go to the emergency exit. So let me tell you, this first fight starts happening and my jaw is dropped because of how awesome it is. Kristoff. Basically, Godzilla gets his ass kicked and he... I don't know. You watched the movie? Yeah, I did, but I just got thrown off. Yeah. But basically, he gets his ass kicked, runs away. I mean, it... The fight was pretty good. I thought it was okay. Like, knowing that it wasn't going to be the last fight, I wasn't really that, like, into this one. Yeah. It was more than a second. It does feel like they're sort of just feeling each other out. Yeah. But Godzilla roars, and that sets off. That's basically what uh, changes the plot. It's the (sighs) fact that up to this time, we thought Mechagodzilla was just going to fight Godzilla same old, same, same old, old, same old, old hat. DNA yeah. computer, DNA, DNA computers. computers. But that was all changed because, as Brian mentioned earlier, what uh, sentient memory or something like that, a sentient memory. It gained a sentient millennium. Uh, oh wait, no, that's Corey Feldman's latest hit single. <laughs> oh my god! Have you have you heard Ascension Millennium, Brian? I have not. Okay, after after we're done here, we'll show it to you. Um, it's not to be missed. So Godzilla roars, and it, and then Kiru's evil skeleton remembers being Godzilla. It's like, wait a minute, I like to destroy buildings. So it breaks off the fight, and Mechagodzilla, you know, turns and wipes out half of Tokyo with its missiles, <laughs> flamethrowers, laser, lightning breath. It's pretty great. What's funny, and it's the- taxpayer dollars destroying more taxpayer yeah. dollars. This- yeah. <laughs> And Akane almost gets blamed for it. Yes. Again. Because yeah. she was the one driving Mechagodzilla via yeah, remote control, which yeah. is why. Why did it have a brain again? I'm still confused. Because of those DNA computers. That, make, it, uh, make it more agile. My car doesn't have a DNA computer, but it drives just well. So, wait, there are brains and bones now? Yes. This is a cyborg Godzilla. No, they cloned How? him through the DNA. Okay. They clone. They they cloned his brain. It, yeah, I don't know. Did they? Like, wait a minute. I, I did they grow more of his brain? Is that what no, you they got they from cloned this? him? And that was the brain. Was the, it was the DNA computer? The DNA. But he was cloned because the cells were separating. Okay. This is pseudoscience, so we're not going. You know, they. I don't think they were really so, explaining it too well. Okay. Here's what I'm picturing: a skeleton plus robot stuff over it. And you are saying, in addition to this, there is a computer brain yeah, controlling yes. it. That was. That but, was so that is a machine, though. It's a computer brain. It's not. They didn't clone a brain from the DNA from the skeleton. Like no, the they did. Brain. This they, is a cyborg. That's what's actually, different. Yeah. So it's part reptilian monster, whatever I Godzilla guess, is. Part where is machine. The yeah, where is the? Yeah, because that was it seems like a fairly important they, scene that they didn't. They really? showed the, they show, yeah they showed the scenes with the cell separating and everyone was like it's working and they were all excited and and then they started this com- and then they you know when I don't know they remember at the beginning the they were talking about know, like, the oh, so zero. was the skeleton even in that thing 
I, 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 I don't think so. I, I don't know whether it was in there, but they needed DNA. So there is some the, reptilian, the, some bits of it are in Kiru. Okay. He, he, he got the DNA from the bones and cloned him, just like he did with the Trilobite. Okay. That's what the Trilobite scene was all about. Okay. Okay. Parallels, a little parallels. foreshadowing there. Yeah. That's a good, you know, literary technique. It wasn't no. actually foreshadowing because he he got the call like right after they showed the trailer. Now, had <laughs> when he got the call via the, via cell phone or something, and the trailer bite went crazy and killed three of those in time interns, that would have been. Good foreshadowing. Yeah, there. That would have been foreshadowing. <laughs> that would have been a Dave Cronenberg movie. <laughs> um, well, we don't have time for that. But Charlobites didn't have teeth, so that wouldn't... It's a Godzilla movie. Everything has teeth. <laughs> um, yeah. So then they, they are powerless to shut it off, so they just have to wait till it runs out of juice. Yeah. <laughs> so it takes no like four one. hours. It's just running around Tokyo destroying Nobody everything, and they're just it. like slapping the palm to forehead. 58 and a half minutes. Yeah. So they have to go back to the drawing board and find a way to, I guess, block its ears or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe remove the ears maybe. so it can't hear what's going on. Uh, you see, if we take the ears out, then it will no longer be able to hear the roy. Why did they put ears on it? That, exactly. that would require some sort of rebigulator ray, which is a concept that's so absurd in its contrivances that it's all flaming. Um, so this is great because Akane becomes like very morbid at this point in the movie, and uh, Sara... Sarah, the stupid, annoying little girl, uh, is having like a mental breakdown because she's like, why are you hurting Godzilla? Because we dropped the H-bomb and created him in the first place and now we're creating the Mecha Godzilla to fight him and it's just this cycle of violence the world is negative. We can't, you know, why are we hurting everybody? And she's being all, you know, as kids tend to be stupid. And, uh, or smart. Or smart, you know, whatever, you know. No one's going to listen to them. No one's going to listen to them. She thinks her mom's a plant. Crazy. <laughs> and she runs out of the complex, and then Akori, or sorry, Akane, uh, comes up to, and you think, okay, here we go. Here's the, uh, you know, Akane's going to be like, oh, you know, always stiff upper lip, and, you know, oh, you know. Grass is greener on the other side. It's silver lining and all that shit. And Akane hits her up with this, I wish I'd never been born. Yeah. Stuff. And it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it just got really dark. Like, you're supposed to be cheering up this kid, and all of a sudden you're, like, saying this stuff that basically says you have considered your suicide plan, you've written it up and planned it out. Again, very Japanese. Yeah. And, like, so... That, I'm, I'm sure she didn't do it a lot sooner, too. This, yeah, it snaps It snaps the little girl out of it, and, she, and the little girl's like, Jesus this is pretty morbid. I mean, like, you should exist. Like, obviously, you shouldn't die. Or, like my like, mom in the form of a plant. Yeah. You know, all life is worth living, so go kill Godzilla now. <laughs> basically, that, that, that was it. That was the best, like, cheer-up speech ever. Everything is precious. It's basically like going to a Christian conservative group. Life is precious. Life is holy. Let's kill some damn brown people. Let's... Well, it's amazing. Like, it's, it's incredible, like, reverse child psychology. If, that's what, if, she, if, she was, if she was trying to, like, get the kid to shut up, you know, and just be like, so you're sad, huh? I don't think I should even exist. I'm sorry my parents gave birth to me, you know? I, I'm a mistake on a galactic scale, you know? 
I've, I've killed everyone around me and all this stuff and just snapping the girl out of it. Very interesting choice on that character. You see, they needed each other. That's yeah. the thing. Sometimes all you need is the laughter and smile of a child that thinks her mother is inside of a plant. But this is what I'm talking <laughs> about. What separates this movie from other Godzilla movies is that like another Godzilla movies, this would be an excellent, another op- excellent opportunity to take a nap. Yeah. Because it's the human characters talking again and not important. But at least they're trying to do like interesting or borderline shocking things with these interactions so you at least are paying attention. Yeah. You know, which I, I appreciate that yeah. after watching so so many of them. It moves the plot forward, which yeah. if we can't if I can't reiterate this enough, it's the only way that at least in my opinion the Godzilla movies work is when the human characters are at least as interesting as the monsters. Because if it's just the monsters, then it's basically like watching a porno. Right. You know, you're just basically sitting and waiting for some action to happen. Because what the in-between is just so boring and unstimulating. Maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> See? I think I think I realize it now. Yeah. yeah. I only like it for the action. And that's why I enjoy porn. Ah, that might be it. So, you're saying anybody that enjoys Godzilla? Maybe so. Maybe (laughs) they don't care for the dialogue. They don't care for any other side storyline. They just want to get to the action. Yeah. The weight makes it better sometimes. Don't you think? (laughs) It's all build up. You may be right. Build up to the last fight yes last fight of course oh yeah um it's a good one yeah it starts with the forearm shiver yeah (laughs) it's like boom the forward lateral i I dug it they uh because they're they're taking the 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 two remaining herons that haven't been destroyed yet and they're shipping uh mecha godzilla in and they like there's not enough time because godzilla's about to destroy this hospital with this nurse character who is bizarrely filmed in the third act, like she's a character all of a sudden. Yeah. Like they cut back to her a few times, like they've established goes, a character and we should care about it. Yeah. It's like, no, that's just a fucking extra. Yeah. Now she's like a character. She still hasn't said anything. Anyways, um, uh, yeah, so Godzilla's about to wipe out this hospital, and so uh, Becca Godzilla ejects from the, uh, whatever, air convoy, and uh, has its own self-propelling jets, um, that come out and it's all very cool and exciting, and uh, yeah, slams into Godzilla from the side with the with the it looks like a professional wrestling move and like sends Godzilla flying like ten miles. Yeah, it's it's awesome, it's a satisfying scene. <laughs> it's Just very like, satisfying. Damn. Yeah, it's uh, it's the anti high size series, you know. <laughs> stupid ray gun battle that yeah. just is so. Work. visually boring yeah you know? it's basically the high size series is compared to this it's like emo godzilla it's just like i'm dark and mean and bad <laughs> yeah it's it's a great fight they're fucking throwing each other by their tails and like hitting each other yeah it's nice good old-fashioned melee uh and while brian didn't care for it i loved it when kiru just fucking stabs godzilla and yeah. electrocutes it. <laughs> yeah. it's just like you don't get colder than that. Like when it's just like, uh, yeah, 
fucking stabbed you in the armpit. <laughs> There's an art to how these things go. And, like, one of the big criticisms of, of Pack Rim, or Pacific Rim as it is also known in some circles, uh, is that the part where they, like, the power sword comes out of uh, Gypsy Danger, and they don't talk about the fact that they have a sword at their disposal. Uh, you know, up until that one point, mm-hmm. and then it like you know cuts the flying monster in half, or cuts off its wing, or whatever. They're, yeah, the art of this is that they build up the absolute zero gun and like the missiles and all the shit, but they never say jack shit about the sword that comes out of its yeah. arm or whatever. See, that's part of it. You know, that's what makes it cool. It's just like little surprises and things to keep it fresh, things to keep it interesting, things to you know yeah. keep you engaged. Now, if that. If that sword had killed Godzilla, that would have been a problem. That would have been a cheat. Because it would have gone against what Chekhov right. says. If uh, I believe it was Chekhov who said uh, the, the the playwright. Uh, <laughs> not 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 the navigator not... <laughs> on the USS Enterprise. Yeah. Chekhov said, <laughs> if there is a gun in the first act, it must go off <laughs> in the third. But now you're doing it as the navigational officer yeah. from Star if Trek. If there's a nuclear vessel, if there's a nuclear vessel in the first act, <laughs> it must explode by the third act. You, you, you remember, you're familiar with Cinderella? If shoe fits. <laughs> That's a little callback to the undiscovered country. <laughs> the last truly excellent uh, Star Trek film directed by Nicholas Meyer. Anyways, oh. um... Yes, so they continue fighting for a long time. Kiru fires absolute zero, misses, takes out like four buildings. Yeah. And probably murders, I'm going to say, minimum 2,000, 3,000 people there. Uh, no problem. <laughs> and uh, that's fine. And uh, yeah, they keep fighting. And some other shit happens. Oh, yes. The um, the ship gets destroyed. The, the White Heron gets like malfunctioned. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. Well, first, yeah. Mechagodzilla, Kiru, Kiru gets, you know, the ship beaten out of him, and w- once again, the transmission is lost. But Kiru isn't going haywire. It's just, he's fucking down for the count. Then we realize, or then Akane mentions that there's only one way to get him back up, and that is to manually control him from they the inside. should have done in the base. Yeah, yeah, well, but, but look, th- this yeah. is like... Star Wars, all right? This is basically, story pattern-wise, this is like Star Wars. Remember, first trench run, nothing happens. Second trench run, where they're all using the targeting computer, nothing works. It is until Luke uses the Force, turns off the computer, you know, actually uses his head, and, you know, because he knows he's done this stuff before. Mm-hmm. He knows how to do it. He doesn't need a computer doing it for him so i think a similar parallel can yes, be drawn yes. to police academy for citizens on patrol when mahoney played by steve gutenberg is tracking down the villain on his jet ski okay and the first time he goes over the the ramp nothing happens second time it's in slow motion but still misses the mark third time tackles him with the the ski jet and and once again uh saves the police academy from getting shut down i think ah, that's the see. plot of that one yeah. Oh, you so. see, so it's all, it, it's all, it all goes back to Hitchcock's go for three. You know, these things need to happen in threes or three and a half, something around there. So now, now it's where Akane, Akane must manually, ma- manually pilot Kiru and then actually herself take on Godzilla, like take on 
her real enemy, the one who is responsible for the deaths it's of everyone. It's payback yeah, yeah. Everyone around her. And, uh, you know, which is a lot more satisfying than in Mechagiris, where it's just, yeah, we'll make a black hole gun, press a button. Yeah, that should do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, it's more personal yeah. this time around. <laughs> uh, so, like, they fight some more. Uh, Kiru, or Mechagodzilla, grabs onto Godzilla, waiting for the Absolute Zero gun to uh, charge up, flies him out over the ocean, which is the audience's clue that the fight is almost over, mm-hmm. because whenever they head out to the ocean in these movies, that means that the, a- the suit actors can't think of anything else <laughs> to do. And, uh, yeah, they crash into the ocean. Kane, uh Ejects at the last second, I think, or maybe doesn't. No, they, she goes down. But um, the, yeah, the absolute zero thing shoots, and there's a giant thing that looks like something out of Fantasia. Yeah, <laughs> giant ice castle or something from Die Another Day. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> Man, that movie was awful. <laughs> <laughs> An invisible car? Are you fucking kidding me? What about the Madonna camera? Oh. Madonna as the head of a prestigious fencing school. There's just nothing. That was Madonna. Just that nothing. was Madonna. Oh my god. There's nothing good happening there. Her fake ass English accent? I did Ooh. not pick her out. I'm wanting she to She also cry. Sta- sang the theme songs. Yeah. Yeah. I just Which remembered Halle Berry, Pierce Brosnan, and that was the first one I saw in theaters. Really? Yeah. Wow. The first one I saw in theaters. Oh, I'm sorry. My my dad had to turn to me and say, "Now you know they aren't actually having sex." <laughs> <laughs> you think that? Weren't you like twelve when that came out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, mm. you know, my dad had been trying to shelter. My parents had been trying to shelter me, and I think by by that reasoning, if they didn't think I knew about something, that means I couldn't possibly know about something. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So Godzilla and Kiru come out. Godzilla's been had half his chest ripped off, so uh he's he's tired. He's he's injured. Yeah. Very obviously physically injured. Like his chest you can see like muscle and blood and stuff. It's pretty rare. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that I mean he's had he's bled before, but I don't think we've ever seen this much yeah. damage to him. So it kind of fucked him up. And, yeah. And whatever, he lost interest in destroying stuff. I think he'd hit his quota. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> quotas are very important in Japan. And then, yeah, he just decided, I'm going to go sleep. Sleep this one off. And uh, Kiru gets out and, and sort of watches him go away in the water as the sunset is happening. And then the credits start to roll up, and it looks like the from like a much better movie from the 80s or something and so yeah. really there's a couple of really good framings in this um well i mean that's the, the 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 fun part about watching this i mean while you don't notice it the first or sometimes even the fifth time is the fact that why this is enjoyable is the fact that it's actually good craftsmanship which is what made the original ones done by Mr. Honda and even by Mr. Fukuda, like really fun, is that this is actually like I'm a director, I'm making a movie, I'm putting my own personal stamp on the movements. You know, it isn't just the high side. Let's roll it out, 
synergy, sell toys, sell, you know, all that stuff. This is yeah. actually like craftsmanship at its finest, you know? Yes, it is a B-movie with a big monster and lots of explosions, but it's a well-done one. Um, great. Yeah. Hey, what do you have to say, Chris? I, I would say, I mean, even though I'm not really a big fan of the human interaction and the time given yeah. in this movie, I would say that this is the best well-done of the Millennium series. I'm going to go there and say that. I'll, I'll take that and raise you. This is the best Godzilla movie since... 85? 85. Mm. Some might say even the best Godzilla movie since... I don't know. Versus Monster Zero. I mean, mm. it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I like 85, but that's for my own reasons. I, I know a lot of people maybe don't like it as much, but like... Well, I this think is better than a lot of the stuff from the, yeah, yeah, a lot of the stuff from the seventies. This this is better than any of that. I mean, this is like yeah. it feels like it could contend with the best stuff from the sixties. Definitely. So the fact that they were able to just like three movies ago, or four movies ago, you had Space Godzilla in the mix. Yeah. This is a huge turnaround. My hats off to them. Any thoughts, Mister uh, Lightman Smith? Mm. It was good. It was good. I wish Sada would have tragically died in some accident. <laughs> like, she ran out because she cared about Godzilla, and Godzilla just crushed her. I, I could see that actually happening. I yeah, bet there's a lost scene with, know, like, crushed rock on top of, and then, like, only her hand is out, with like, the reaching plant, for the like, plant. Yeah, that's <laughs> broken, and it's no longer moving. I think she should have put the plant up on a shelf above her, and Godzilla or Kiru even could have like stepped really hard and knocked the plant off the shelf and onto her head. <laughs> and she says, "Hey, that would have been I no longer was mommy." <laughs> the dad be like, "My daughter's dead. The plant killed her. You bastards." When will you learn that plants kill? <laughs> when will you learn that DNA computers? <laughs> DNA computers are not are the answer to everything. Godzilla's yeah. back in town. Oh, DNA computers. My pizza's cold. DNA computers. Enough. <laughs> ah. What? So that's Godzilla X, Mechagodzilla, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, or Gojira Tai Mechagodzilla. Is it Tai? Mm -hmm. Tai. So, Versus. but isn't that the title of uh, the one from 1974? I mean, they didn't change it at all? Well, Brian, explain what the X... You, you said that the the X between the two then versus so they, it's just a it's like when we put V S correct cross yeah. yeah yeah okay so that that's what the X means yeah that, I mean that, I that's just, just another I just, like what was the one from nineteen seventy four called Gojira Tai Mecha Gojira so it's just the same title in Japan basically because at least in the American version they put in against yeah which like I kind of like. <laughs> I don't like against. I like against very much. Against because it's completely arbitrary. I, I almost it's if, like if it's Godzilla Godzilla's against Mechagodzilla. He, because Godzilla is against Mechagodzilla he, from a philosophical yeah, level. They're not just fighting. He opposes Mechagodzilla's ideologies. <laughs> they have a difference of ideas, and the only way to settle it is through fisticuffs. Well, until the roar, yeah. Until or the roar. when when they when they end the film by dancing 
like uh, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers to yeah. cheek to cheek. <laughs> mm. yeah, Talking so, about this extremely controversial <laughs> uh, deleted ending. <laughs> yeah, you know, but Godzilla. You can find that on Metacast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, along with the uh, with the lost footage from King Kong visits Edo. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyways, don't forget, folks, to check us out on iTunes for free. Don't forget, we're also on Podbean for free. Don't forget to like us on. Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Yes, Twitter. Give us a, give us a, give Mike a tweet. There's nothing that Mike likes better than to be twatted. A good, good old fashioned twatting. That's, uh. Yeah. And also Tumblr. Tumblr. Yeah. We may have updated it. I haven't talked to Rebecca about it in about two weeks. Has she come out of her room? I, I've. She's, she's watching, uh, Game of Thrones now. She's good, actually. I think, yeah. That's okay. fine. Yeah, it it happens. Same thing with House of Cards, you know. The whole stay in your room for a week syndrome. Netflix, man. Yeah. It's addictive. Binge watching. Yeah. Not healthy. No. You gotta bathe every once in a while, you know? <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Rebecca is very cleanly. I'm just in general. She smells great. She she smells really, really good. All this is getting cut. Uh <laughs> all of it. We're not going to have a fucking episode this week. Uh, right. So next week, uh, Tokyo SOS, the direct sequel. Yes, the direct sequel. Is which... Zara in, in that one, too? Does she continue to have adventures? I actually... <laughs> I don't remember. Is she still carrying around the plant? Is the plant bigger now? I think the plant turns into Mothra, is what happened. It's just, it's so full oh, of love and I forgot kindness, all about that. You know. Mothra's uh, more plant-based in the... Yeah, good. He's more plant now than man. <laughs> he's, well, he's he's more, he's, he's more moth now than plant. He's more moth now than a plant. Oh. He was seduced by the dark side of script writing. Um, yeah. What can you say that hasn't already been said? Nothing, I guess. Roar! He roared. <laughs> Christoph, you gotta take us out, man. Take us out on a high note. Expect deliver, deliver the goods. Well, again, it's a pleasure being here with you guys after listening to you at night in bed. Yeah, already been there. And uh, hope to do another one with you guys. Well, are, I'm sorry. Are you are you wearing like pajamas or do you sleep? Oh, nothing. nothing. That's yeah. Nothing. Okay. Okay. So I mean, to sleep. Yeah. No. I'm... I mean, sometimes socks. Yeah. Well, that goes without saying. Yeah. You know. Okay, yeah. If your feet are warm, then really the rest of your body's warm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. With these headphones. Mm. Yeah. Not a plug. No. No. Yeah. No. What I got. And, uh, yes, Mr. Smith, anything? Yeah. We'll leave it to you as well. I mean, you were also a guest on the show. Any final thoughts? No. I have nothing to say. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Speechless. Well, uh, let's once again... Uh, He's speechless. ...add the uh, poem from Miss uh, Fumiko Hayashi, The life of a flower is short, it suffers so much pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I will add a little bit to that, Miracles from the Insane Clown Posse. Oh, Magnets. Oh. How do they work? How the fuck do they work? 
I think I should go to the Gathering of the Juggalos, set up a tent, and have it be like the Mysteries of Magnets. You know, <laughs> and just have like little games and little tricks with the with the magnets. Yeah, right. Just like in Mega Gears, with a poster with the, on how magnets work. Yeah, it just sort from of explore like, a first like grade class yeah, room. take them yeah. through it. You know, someone's got to. Yeah, fucking Juggalos. <laughs>